Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it, but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to be sharing today about the nine top reasons that people consider breaking up, separating or divorcing so that you can hopefully avoid these patterns. And if you're struggling with one of these nine top reasons, then I'm going to be sharing some tips and some tools. As we're going to be covering a lot in this show, you may have questions that come up after. You may be wondering, okay, but what about this Nicola? And how does this apply to my situation if my partner is doing this or that? So I have created a Facebook group where you can ask questions, you can interact with me. I'm in there every day, so I'll notice if you ask a question or you can message me and I can post an anonymous post and you can get feedback from the group. So I have that. I also have, as there's so much stress going on at the moment, another Facebook group called Vinana Dance Party. And this Facebook group is basically where I put in dance classes, free meditations to help you release stress, boost your confidence and feel great. So both of those are completely free and be lovely to connect with you in there. So let's cover these reasons because it's never easy to make the decision to leave a toxic relationship, to divorce your sp- a spouse, to end a relationship that is no longer healthy. The majority of people who find themselves in this kind of difficult situation will question themselves so many times before actually taking the first step to breaking free. Some people come to me because they really are stuck knowing whether or not their relationship can be saved, whether or not they can move past the past, whether or not the long-resolving differences can actually be resolved. And sometimes people come to me because they really want support to peacefully separate from their partner. They want it to be peaceful for their children and for themselves. So there are many factors that come into play when making such a life-changing decision. It's really important not to be hard on yourself if you're confused, changing your mind often, or if you know 100% that you want to leave but are struggling to do so. When people have been together for a long time, it can be really difficult, especially if children are involved. The special memories that have been created, the fact that you know your husband or wife is a kind person at heart, or fear of the future alone can all come into it. In fact, fear is often the biggest obstacle to having clarity. People fear being on their own, of damaging their children, they're worried financially, giving up a lifestyle, or they're worried that people will talk behind their back negatively about them. They're worried about the future, whether they will ever find love again, or whether they regret the decision. Some also stay because they fear for their partner, what they may do. Will they hurt themselves? Will they be okay? The guilt is keeping them in the relationship. So today I mentioned I'm going to discuss nine top reasons why people consider leaving a relationship and what to do in those situations. 
I'm going to start straight off with abuse and an abusive partner. There's financial, spiritual, emotional, physical, verbal abuse. There's toxic relationships. So that's one. Then needs not being met. An untrustworthy person holding on to the past. Differences in fundamental values. Arguments are escalating. You don't feel appreciated. You are no longer attracted to them. The relationship is holding you back. So I'm going to be sharing what to do if you resonate with any of these because it's important to determine is this healthy for my mind, for my body, for my soul. So abusive partner or toxic relationship, whatever label you may call it if this is resonating with you, abuse is something that should never be taken lightly of course. Abuse can be physical, emotional, spiritual, financial or verbal and in any form is not healthy. Sometimes it can be addressed through talking and others there is little a person can do but consider leaving the relationship until a change has taken place. In some cases it is very difficult for the person to leave as often the abusive partner can use ridicule to trivialise the other person's feelings. And they may make them question whether they're being too sensitive, too emotional, overreacting. And sometimes they blame them and attribute their actions to causing their bad behaviour. You made me do this, for example, may be said. I hear this often when helping couples where porn, alcohol, drugs are being used. Their husband or wife blames their partner for driving them to it. And this avoidance of real issues, for obvious reasons, is not healthy. When a person does not take responsibility for their behaviour, it's harder to change the relationship. They need to be willing to apologise and take corrective actions and get support if they need to, whether that is help with anger, management or an addiction or something else. I will say that it's not true that people can't change because they can. However, they will only ever change if they are committed to taking such action by themselves. Anything that makes someone feel sad, low or pushes them to hate things about themselves as a result of someone else's words or actions is a sign things are not healthy and long-term can cause a huge amount of damage to self-esteem. The question to ask yourself is, does my husband or wife lift my spirits most of the time or dampen my spirits? It's a really powerful question. Does my husband or wife, girlfriend or boyfriend lift my spirits or dampen them. And we're talking about the majority of the time. Of course, you may do that to each other on the odd occasion. The road to recovery from abuse must be taken as soon as possible to get peace of mind. Whether people decide to stay in the relationship and work with their partner to change or leave, often releasing the stress from the mind and body is important. So working on how has the abuse affected you and healing from that whichever decision you make. There are so many organisations out there that can help. So research your options if you're feeling stuck or trapped or you want to leave but are scared to do so. Guilt tripping is also very prevalent when the relationship is not working. A husband or wife, girlfriend or boyfriend may threaten to harm or even kill themselves if a person wants to leave. I've supported many men and women who want to end their relationship but don't feel they can as they worry that their husband or wife will not be able to cope if they do. It is also very helpful to talk to a professional or supportive friend or family member 
Ideally, the best person is someone who can listen, love you, hold you accountable for what you've decided to do. And if you need it, help you find a safe place to be where you can be protected from any toxic or abusive behaviour. So that's the first one. Number two is needs not being met. Every relationship is different and every individual has their own needs that they would like to be met in order for them to be happy in a relationship. In my couples relationship saving programme, I cover the top 25 needs that people have in a relationship and I ask each of the couple to share their top eight needs that make them feel loved, connected and happy. These needs can be physical, needing more intimacy, they could be emotional, wanting to be able to express your emotions, to be able to feel your emotions, to have emotional and psychological support. They can be financial, wanting someone who is good at saving or is generous or is self-sufficient and so much more. We may not all agree with one another, but it is so important for couples to figure out what they need to be happy, what they can compromise on and what are absolute deal breakers where if that happens, they will want to leave. If you feel that your needs are not being met by your partner, you need to do more than talk this through. Although a conversation is a great first step, because they may not be aware of just how important something is to you and how an action can really help you to feel loved, just talking obviously is not enough. If after several discussions they are still not meeting your needs and you see no effort from their side to try, it is time to take a different course of action. That could be some action-orientated relationship coaching to drive you forward. It could be devising your own action plan. It could be asking a friend or relative to intervene and support you if you know somebody that is good at that kind of thing. Because long term, if your needs are not being met, one or two things usually happens. Relationship resentment builds and the couple drift further and further apart, where their sex life can often become either awkward or non-existent, or it can lead to cheating and affairs. You need to move on if your partner outright refuses to meet your needs so you can find someone who does tick your boxes. This also allows you your partner to find someone that they are most suitable for too. Because if you're not willing to do actions to make each other happy, then you're basically signing up for being unhappy. And life is short, right? We don't want to be living in a relationship that is not fulfilling or where we're feeling miserable, unlistened to, uncared for. So the third one is untrustworthy person. If you're with someone who lies, cheats or hides things from you, you have to know that you are not the cause of these things. More often than not, when our loved ones are behaving in this way, in a way that hurts us, we want to be the ones that try and help them to fix it at the beginning. Maybe because you love them, maybe because you've been with them for some time, maybe because you planned a great future together, or because you do have children together. If they are really committed to change the lying patterns, this is great. I've helped many people to really change themselves, to stop the habit of compulsive lying, to get to the root of why they are using porn or why they're cheating, why they're lying, hiding, sometimes addictive behaviours as well, 
pretending that they haven't eaten, they haven't had any alcohol, they haven't had any drugs of any kind when they have. So we get to the root of it. We get to healing the cause. If all their behavior is just words, then this is not a positive sign for staying. As a person who is saying they will change but not really doing anything, unfortunately, often nothing will change in the relationship because it's hard to trust somebody that acknowledges that they are lying or have cheated but is unwilling to go to the lengths to protect the relationship from it happening again. A person who really wants to change their ways will not need someone to force them to change. They will seek support for themselves. The best thing you can do for someone who you cannot trust is to let them go and allow them to work on themselves. This way you know that the changes have been made for the right reasons and not because they want to keep you in their life. When people realise their bad habits have consequences, that they strive to be a better person than lying and cheating, they are more likely to change than if you stay in the relationship with them and allow them to continue lying or cheating or any other untrustworthy behaviour, if that makes sense. It's not easy. Of course, none of these are easy. Sometimes a tougher approach needs to be taken if it's making you miserable on a long-term basis. The next one is holding on to the past. Sometimes we feel obliged to stay with people who are no longer making us happy purely because of events that have happened in the past. For example, this person may have helped you through a tough time, like losing a job or a parent. Or you may have both experienced a loss together and you feel like you need to stay with them out of appreciation or loyalty. However, it is so important to remember that we are never helping a person if we are forcing ourselves to stay in a relationship because of pity. Events from the past are not enough to keep a relationship alive and healthy. In fact, you are stopping yourself and your partner from finding true happiness. There are quotes that talk about people in our lives for different reasons. People coming into our lives for different seasons. And it's amazing to appreciate those memories of the past. But know that it's not a reason you have to stay in a relationship that no longer makes you happy. Not everyone is meant to be in your life for longer than their season. The next one is differences in fundamental values. When we initially meet someone, we are often more reserved or flexible on things we are willing to compromise on. For example, in the beginning of your relationship, you may not have worried about how you bring up your kids. However, after being with your partner for a while, you may notice that there are major differences in your beliefs or values. For example, how children should be disciplined or what religious practices they will follow is often a conflict that couples come to me with. These kinds of differences can really cause a huge divide between a couple and while they may not be apparent in the beginning, over months or years together, you may start to notice the cracks. There is nothing wrong with this. And as adults, we can agree to disagree and compromise. Life is full of twists and turns. So when you are put in different situations, you may notice things that you do not like or agree that you didn't notice before. And that's totally okay. As long as you're able to communicate this to your partner and find a common ground, find a way forward where you can jointly agree. And this is where you say, okay, maybe we can't agree to disagree because this is a really important thing we need to agree on, like where to put your children in school or where, what place to live 
or whether to go back to school and invest in that or you know, a whole range of different things. And maybe you'll need to keep talking about it until you find a joint agreement. However, if one person makes a decision against the other person's will, not considering their feelings, takes that independent behaviour, that will cause a lot of fallout in the relationship. And if someone consistently has different values, then you're going to be constantly rubbing each other up the wrong way, unfortunately. Like, I'm working with a couple at the moment where he is soon to retire, probably in about three or four years. Um, he, his idea of retirement is doing things around the house, re renovating and you know, doing things like that and having a glass of wine in the evening and watching TV or walking to the pub and having a chat with different people there and having some wine. Like He pretty much wants to just relax, drink, have fun and that's his idea. His wife has begun a more spiritual way of living. She no longer wants to drink alcohol. She wants to get really fit, keep really fit. She's training to do a marathon at the moment. And so their values in terms of living are completely opposite. One person wants to relax, watch TV, have a glass of wine. The other one wants to not drink, stay healthy, stay fit, meditate. And so they're drifting apart and it's up to them how important these values are to them and how important each other are to them. And they have three children, so it's not an easy decision to, to be making. If there are things that really bother you or you cannot accept, then you need to decide, is this a deal breaker? Is this a deal breaker for me? Understanding what values are essential to your partner and sharing your values can really support you to align values or move on if they are completely different. The next one is arguments are escalating. It's normal for couples to disagree and have the odd argument. However, if you find that you and your partner are arguing a lot more and your arguments are escalating into shouting matches or abuse, then it's a huge sign that something has to change immediately. Often with couples like this, I get them to look at their negativity and resentments and some benefit from anger management therapy as well. The key thing here is to remember that in order for our emotions to get to this state, we must be thinking a lot of negative things to get that angry, to get that wound up. We must be talking to ourselves about the relationship or about that person in a negative way or have a lot of anxiety that is coming out. The real key thing to remember with this is that it's never going to get better with time because all time does is pass. So if you're waiting and waiting for time to make your arguments better, to agree more, then you could be waiting a really, really long time and I really don't want that for you. So do get into some action to really support yourselves. A healthy relationship means you're able to have open conversations safely and without shouting or hurting one another with your words, abusing one another. There is nothing beneficial to you or your partner to stay in a relationship where you are constantly arguing. This includes bringing up things from the past, trying to score points against one another, and so much more. You know what I'm talking about if you're going through this right now. These are not healthy traits and damage 
from the words are hard to let go of. Words do really hurt. Unfortunately, words do last. And when you allow arguments to get to that really difficult, raging kind of state, heated state, shall I say, then this is where people say really horrible things and that really hurts. So learning the keys to really de-escalate arguments is essential. The next one is that you don't feel appreciated. If you find that you're the only one in the relationship that is making all the effort, making all the sacrifices, making all the compromises, and always being the person to consider your partner's feelings, and this is not reciprocated, know that it's time to evaluate your relationship. When you're giving your all to something and someone is getting little to nothing in return, it is only human nature to feel hurt or disappointed. And this can have a really negative impact on self-esteem and also hope in the relationship. And this can turn into more negativity. When you feel like your relationship is one-sided or you experience unrequited love, then you first have to know and determine, is this real or is this my perception? Because sometimes people come to me because they're just not feeling loved. They're not feeling appreciated and yet they know that their partner does love them or is trying. And sometimes it's just, we never feel loved, we never feel good enough. If it is real, and you have made your point several times to them, and nothing is changing, perhaps it's time to change tactic. Perhaps talking is not enough. And this is often why couples come to me, because they've gone to marriage counselling, and they've talked. They've talked at home alone, and talking does nothing without actions, and holding each other accountable, and clearing that negativity and resentment, and having great communication skills to move you forward than just going round and round, repeating yourself week in, week out, month in, month out. So start giving more appreciation. Whenever anyone tells me, Nicola, I, I just don't feel appreciated, I say, right, try giving appreciation back. Try giving love back. Have you tried that? And they'll say yes or no. Then I'll give them a meditation and say, look, this is going to help you feel loved, feel good, be positive. And then if that's not really working, we give really clear instructions with actions, make it really specific. And then if that's not working, then it's up to that person to decide, do I really want to live my life not feeling valued in the relationship and help them to find their own decision on that? The next one is one I'm just going to briefly mention here because it would take probably a few, several podcasts, and I have created a podcast on this one specifically, but this is like if you no longer find your partner attractive, you're no longer wanting to give them affection or to give them intimacy, you look at them and maybe you just don't feel the same anymore or that spark has gone. This can be extremely difficult to deal with when you no longer find them attractive. Maybe they're sitting on the sofa all day or attached to social media. Maybe their eating or drinking habits turn you off them. Maybe they've changed their hair, put on weight, or the sex is unfulfilling. There's a lot to unpack here. And I'm going to be sharing a lot more in the Facebook group that I created to help people have loving relationships. So do join if you would like more information on this. I'm going to talk about each topic one by one and what to do. It's important to realise, is this really that important to me? 
and how can I communicate this in a very, very delicate way? And you don't say, oh, I'm not attracted to you because that will really hurt someone, obviously. So it's more a case of, I would find you more attractive if you did this, or could we do this together? Or I love it when you were like this. It's more gently saying the positive of what you really want to see. And also making sure that you are doing those attractive things for them. Because when you're doing the things that they find attractive, they're more likely to also want to do things that will make you attracted to them. So the last one I want to talk about is another really difficult area where we can feel torn about whether to stay or to leave a relationship. And this is where you feel that the relationship is holding you back from your dreams. So whenever I like to make a decision in my relationship, in my health, fitness, business, I always ask myself, will this decision expand me as a person? Will I grow? Will I learn? Will I develop? Will I feel good? Will I be expanding? Or will this decision shrink me? Will it keep me small? Will it keep me safe, but I'll be not being perhaps the person I'm meant to be? Or I'm being a closed version of myself and not my living my true potential. We all have our own dreams and aspirations in life. And maybe you always wanted to study or you've wanted to do a marathon or you've wanted to go back to school and do an MBA or a master's, become a doctor. Maybe you want to travel the world. Maybe you want to live on a boat. You know, all of these different kinds of things are what people have come to me disagreeing with their husband or wife with in the past. They have these dreams. They have these dreams also perhaps to have another baby or to start a family or to have their parents live with them. It's really difficult if you feel that your life partner is holding you back from your dreams. You also have it where uh, a husband or a wife is not supportive of their partner having their own business because they, one, don't want them to take that financial risk or they don't like what they're posting on social media. They don't want their husband or wife to be in the limelight. They don't want themselves to be in the limelight. So they hold them back or they criticise or they judge them or they don't believe in them. And that's also very hard, especially when it comes to a person that has a passion to open their own business and the husband or wife, girlfriend or boyfriend is telling them, no, you're not going to make it. Don't do it. I've seen that a lot. And it, it's really, it's really hard. And unfortunately, that saying is true is that really we only learn from our own struggles, our own mistakes, our own successes. Ideally, we want to learn from each other, but you know, often we, we do have to go through these things. So is the life that you want possible with your life partner? In the last part of my relationship program, I help couples to align their dreams. What are your common goals? Why are you together? And if you can support each other in your individual dreams, this is really going to make the relationship last long term. Because that person will be, yes, I'm happy because we have the dreams for the couple and I'm meeting my individual goals. Another lady was really struggling because she really wanted to quit her job and write a book. And she felt like we can financially afford it. So why can't I do this? But her husband 
did not want her to do that. So, I mean, there's all different scenarios like this. So are you living your dream? And are you getting support to live your dream? Is this possible for you? If you don't follow your dreams, follow your passion, and it is so, so important to you, and you're, you feel that your partner is not letting you do it, or your partner is the only reason, then you have to decide, can you stay in the relationship and not hold resentment? Because if you're holding on to resentment, that's horrible for you to carry the resentment, and it's horrible for them as well. So the relationship will not be a positive one if there's resentment there, if there's the feeling of not being supported, the negative energy, that is not going to be good. So it's either you stay and accept it, or you stay and find a compromise, or if it's really a deal breaker for you, then you have to decide, you know, is, is this important enough to leave the relationship? So if any of these nine reasons is resonating with you, please do take the time to see what you can do about it. Have you communicated it in a right way? Have you communicated it in a way where they're going to listen and support you? Or have you already communicated it and you feel that you've communicated it in a positive, in a good way? And is it time to reevaluate? Can you live like this happily or not? If you cannot speak to your partner about your views, then maybe that speaks volumes. If they're not even op open to you sharing, then that's definitely a sign that the relationship could do with some communication support and actions. It is never an easy decision to decide if you should stay or leave a relationship. You first want to understand yourself. What do you need in a relationship to be happy? Can you get that from the relationship? And doing that kind of assessment, reflecting inward. Understanding your values in a relationship is also very important. And then there's communicating your needs in a way where your partner is going to listen. These are all the things that I kind of help people with to really get clear. Is the relationship going to get back to a place where you feel loved, connected and passionate about one another? Where you feel, yes, this is the right relationship for me. This is where I belong. Or are you feeling uneasy, stressed, confused? It's also very draining going through this confusion, not knowing. And a lot of people freeze. They don't do anything. They just kind of stay numb. And when we're numb, that's really a sign, okay, something is really going on here that is negative for the relationship and often for a person if you've turned numb. This is a body's response to shutting you down so you don't feel the sadness, the pain, the anger. Numbness is a layer, it's what the body does, it's what our psyche does to protect us. So if you're feeling numb, then really take some time out to feel your feelings so that you can work out what you want to do from there. Communicate, take action to work on the relationship, work with a relationship coach, do some different things yourselves, or maybe make that tough decision if you have to. Your well-being is important, I just want to say that. Your health, your well-being, your sanity, your physical health, it can all be impacted by the person that we're with. And so we need to make sure that our health is being supported in this whole journey. So with that in mind, I'm just going to leave you with my favourite quote. I have it on my bathroom mirror. And it's by the Buddha. 
And it says, you deserve your own love as much as anybody else. You deserve to love yourself as much as anybody else. You deserve your own love. So take that time out, work out what you need, communicate that in a loving way if you haven't, and then see if any actions are happening. And ideally, create that action plan together because that's exactly what I do with couples, basically. We, co we cover the actions to create more love and closeness. We clear the negative thoughts, clear the resentment, and then focus on great communication and then align dreams. It's like this four-part process. So I'm going to be sharing more tips in my Facebook group. If you'd love to join that, I would love to connect with you in there. I'm in there every day. I've also got my dancing group. If you feel like, yeah, I like to dance and release a bit of stress by dancing. And if you like meditations, I've got some free meditations in that dance group as well. That's called Vinana. V-I-N-A-N-A, -N -A, dance party. So join Vinana Dance Party. Join the Relationship Facebook group if you're on Facebook. If not, then I'm obviously going to be continuing here for you. From my heart to yours, take care. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing love-filled day ahead.